0: curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, chef curry
1: with the pot boy, live from the 301, live from the pot, I want to welcome my audience to episode number 108 of curry in the pot, I'm back again ladies and gentlemen, I'm back here with another episode, it's your guy, the host, Mike Curry, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Curry in the pot, I'm here, and uh, I'm here on this wonderful Wednesday evening, on the eve of thanksgiving uh you guys will get this episode on black friday but um happy thanksgiving to all um you know so i'm back here with another episode man uh we know week 12 is in the books in the nfl um very exciting week man very exciting week and uh it's kind of crazy though man the thursday night game was the best time game period of week 12 which was crazy to see but uh I'm back here with another episode, of course, and um, before we hop in and recap week 12, uh, I'm not alone, not alone this time, man. As you guys can see by the title of this episode, I'm clearly not alone, and uh, yeah, I got to bring this guy back, man. Uh, He's a a fan favorite, and uh, it's been a little while since I had him, man. The last time he was here, he was the 13-year-old Phenom, but now he's the 14-year-old Phenom. 14 and Phenom. 14 yeah that sound good now Sound better than 13 but I gotta welcome back man the 14 Year old phenom I gotta welcome back my guy Bink man so Bink what's going on bro
0: Nothing much High school's been going good thank you for having me On the show again
1: Oh for sure man I'm glad there high school is going Well um and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family man
0: Have a merry Thanksgiving
1: Too <laughs> He said merry <laughs> <laughs> Alright man but uh we got week 12 to discuss, and um, I'm sure you guys got some thoughts on week 12, but uh, yeah, man, we're going to start with this Thursday night game from last week, and uh, it was the Texans and the Colts, man. Feel free to chime in and give your opinions whenever you feel feel to do so. Uh, last week, man, we had the Texans defeating the Colts 20-17. Uh, these were the two top teams in the AFC South before that game. And, uh, you know, AFC South is now a gauntlet. Uh, me and B. Jones talked about how this division is going to be close. Yeah, uh, the Titans
0: can win this division.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. It's crazy. But the Texans still sit at the top uh, with a 7-4 and record. Last week they defeated the Colts 20-17. to Deshaun Watson had two touchdowns in this game. Hooked up with DeAndre Hopkins on a touchdown that was just – Purely blown coverage, man. I know you saw that one. He hooked up with uh, DeAndre Hopkins on both touchdowns, actually. But uh, what were your takeaways in this game?
0: I don't know what to think about Deshaun Watson because there's games like the Ravens game, but there's also games like this game where I can't. Like, the guy has talent, and I really don't know what to think of Deshaun Watson. But the Colts, they just need to do something. I don't know what they need. Because it's like all their games this year have been decided by one possession or less. So I don't know if that's a Jacoby Brissett thing. I mean, like I love their coaching staff, I don't think there's nothing wrong with their coaching staff. Like I just really – these two teams I don't have a good read on because there's games like they could be blowing teams out easily, but they always let the team get back in.
1: All right, I'll give you something for the Texans to kind of counter what you said a little bit. Um, Me and B Jones were talking about it, but the key to their offense to me is Will Fuller. They're a different offense when he's on the field you know he's a deep threat and you know teams can not key on a DeAndre Hopkins as much as you clearly saw he got a wide open touchdown on blown coverage yeah. um but i think Will Fuller is the key because when the Texans play and like i said me and B Jones talked about it but they don't really throw deep when Will Fuller's not playing uh, i don't know if you noticed know but they don't really they don't really try to you know throw the long ball when he's not out there so when he is out there you know like I said, when he is out there, because he does get hurt a lot. But when he's out there, their offense is very different. Uh, as you see, last week he had seven catches for 140 yards. That's averaging 20 yards a catch. And, uh, yeah, man, I like what I saw from Will Fuller. And I just think that when he's on the field, the Texans are a totally different offense. So the Colts so, have a, yeah.
0: a lot of money this offseason. Do you think they're actually going to spend it, unlike last year?
1: Um. That's a great question. I don't even know what the free agent market is looking like, but, um, I mean, they have talent. They like the offensive line is great. Um, T.Y. Hilton, he's he's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Devin Funches was their big uh, acquisition this past offseason, but he's been out. Yeah, um, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, he hasn't been out there, so. I mean, I guess they and Darius Leonard missed some games too. So I don't know, man. I, I just don't think Jacoby Brissett I, I feel like he's that type of guy that needs like a lot of pieces around him. I mean he's very solid, but I just think you need like you need like Minnesota Vikings weapons for him.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah he only so took for one hundred
0: and twenty nine yards against a Texas defense without JJ Watt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's my take, man. Uh so the horrible horrible but yeah all right so let's move on to the bills and broncos the sunday slated games uh not too much to talk about in this game final score was 20 to 3 um josh allen though he has been impressive on his last six games he's thrown for at least two touchdowns and um you know the bills defense has been great all year and uh we also got a shout out to frank gore man major milestone passing what barry sanders on the all-time yeah. rushing yards list, so that's very impressive. And I love this post-game interview, man. He thanked all of his coaches, uh, every offensive lineman, this block form. I thought it was real great. And, uh, you know, a really good post-game interview. But the final score in this one was 20-3. to um, The Broncos, I, I, I don't even know what to say, but <laughs> you can go ahead.
0: <laughs> every game, I feel like the Broncos had a chance of winning every game they've lost this season. He definitely against Minnesota, but this game, Brandon Allen, I I just want to see Drew Locke play.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see Drew Locke soon.
0: I just really want to see what what Drew Locke is made of, and this offseason is going to be a big test for the Broncos. I just want to know if they still think they can have a defense like the 2015 defense,
1: because they
0: need to get younger. They need to get younger on both sides of the football.
1: I totally agree.
0: Josh Allen has impressed me these last two weeks. But, like, then again, they played against the Dolphins and the Broncos. So, I don't think there's much to think about it. to take away from Josh Allen, I just – it's just been – I don't know.
1: All right. So, uh, I mean, I think we can finally really judge him against the Cowboys tomorrow. um, Which should be a good one. But uh, let's move on to the next game, which was – the Chicago Bears hosting the New York Giants. Final score in this one was 19-14. Uh, Mr. Trubisky was back, and uh, he looked like Mr. Trubisky. He threw two interceptions in this game. <laughs> but uh, the Bears did enough to win. Uh, Allen Robinson had a pretty impressive game, six catches, 131 yards. Um, final scores I mentioned, though, 19-14. Uh, what are your takeaways?
0: The only play where Khalil Mack didn't get triple-teamed. This dude had a strip sack on Daniel Jones. That's crazy. <laughs> he was conducting <laughs> the whole game, and the only time he does it is when he makes a play. I mean, this defense, this Bears team has been a real disappointment from last year. They need a new quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is not the answer. They traded up a lot to get him, and he's just, just a not the answer. Up one
1: spot, which is crazy. Yeah, it wasn't
0: even like they were moving up, like, 10, 15 spots. They moved up one spot. Also, I like Daniel Jones. He just got to stop. He just got to hold on to the football.
1: Yeah, um the Giants, in my opinion, they're trending in the wrong direction. Um but I mean I didn't have high expectations for them this year, but um they might as well just enter the chase for young and go out and try to get <laughs> young. So um yeah. Um next game and Zeke would love that too. Zeke would love that. Um next game. We had the Bengals taking on the Steelers, and this game was actually close. This game was actually really, really close, man. Um, the Steelers had to pull away with two late field goals in the fourth quarter, but um, this game was tied ten to ten at the end of the third. Um, we had this game was weird, man. Um, Devlin, Devlin, Hodges. Devlin Hodges came in after Mason Rudolph was benched, and he's gonna be the starter for next game against the Browns. Um, Benny Snell was the the starting running back in this game, and he got the bulk of the touches. Um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense Uh, on the Bengals side, uh, we're gonna say goodbye to Ryan Finley because Andy Dalton will be back starting next week. Um, I don't really want to spend too much time on this game, but the Steelers are six and five. Um, what's your takeaways?
0: Both of these teams are just weird, like. I thought the Bengals would want to lose, and I thought that's why they were putting Andy Dalton. That's why they benched Andy Dalton, but now they're putting him back in. And I'm like, why didn't Jalen Samuels get a lot of touches this game?
1: Like, it's just—this game was weird. I think they've seen enough from Jalen Samuels because he's not, like, a real running back. Um— He's not like he's not. He, he'll never be in every down back. He's like a third down back type of dude. But uh like I said, I, got, I guess they've seen enough from him and they want to see, you know, what Benny Snell can do since they did, you know, invest. What was it? Uh, I forgot what round it was, but he was one of my sleepers. And uh, I guess they want to see what they got from him. But uh next game. We had the Browns taking on the Dolphins, and I'm pretty sure um, the res- end result was uh, to no one's surprise. Um, final score in this one was 41-24. to Baker Mayfield had three touchdowns in this game, hooked up with Jarvis Landry for two, hooked up with Odell Beckham Jr. for the other one. Uh, also on the ground, Nick Chubb had 21 carries for 106 yards and one TD. On the flip side for the Dolphins, um... I don't know if people expected them to win or thought they would win. But I didn't think so. I just felt like the Browns were gonna beat up on this team. And that's what they did. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, two touchdowns, two interceptions, did have a rushing touchdown, but uh final score in this one was forty-one to twenty-four. This game kinda got really ugly early. I think the uh yeah, the Browns jumped out on them twenty-eight to zero. So you can kind of view the Dolphins scoring is kinda like garbage touchdowns. But uh yeah. Uh final score though, forty-one to twenty-four.
0: Yeah, and I remember when I came on your show, I think it was for the schedule release. I said the Brown schedule was a real top heavy schedule and they're gonna have to get some early wins. Granted, I thought I didn't know San Francisco what San Francisco was gonna be like. But it's just yeah. it's just sad because like the back half of the schedule is so easy. They might be able to run the table. I mean, besides the the Ravens
1: game. It's just. Yeah. Uh have, remaining, they have talent, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do got playoff talent. I give you that. The remaining schedule, though, uh, as you mentioned this week, um, they have the uh, Steelers. They have the Bengals. They have the Cardinals, Ravens, and Bengals again. So, they could run the table like you said, though. Um, Next game, we have the Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, final score in this one was 35-22. to 22. Tampa Bay won this one. Um, the Falcons kind of catfished us lately with these, uh, you know, impressive uh, yeah. games against the Panthers and the Saints. But uh, these are division games, and I, I should have looked at this one a little closely, but I just thought the Falcons would get it done. Uh, the Buccaneers, though, they have talent, man. They, they really do. I've been saying this for a while. Uh, Jameis Winston He's not bad. He just turns the ball over a lot. And um, they got Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin, who had a monster game, seven catches for 184 yards and two TDs. Like they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Even some nice young talent on the defensive side of the ball. We seen Vita Vea score. Um, Devin White, who you like a lot. Um, but you know, Bucks are Bucks are not. They're not a horrible team. Like they're four and seven, but. They might be the best 4-7 and seven team in the league. <laughs> um, from the Falcons, they uh, go to 3-8. and eight, But uh, what was your takeaway from this one?
0: In my opinion, it didn't seem like, to me, the Falcons were trying to win this game. I think they, they honestly shocked themselves being the Saints and the Panthers. And I don't think they should have wanted to beat the Saints and the Panthers because they're not going to be in the playoff race. And they're in the take race. I mean, in my opinion, they need to get a chase young. They need to get they need to get defense. That's what they need.
1: They need to enter the chase for young, man. I totally agree. Next game. Another NFC South matchup. The Saints and the Panthers. Oh um this game actually got very, very interesting towards the end. Um Panthers can just straight up blame their kicker. Think, what did he miss? Two extra points and he a field goal? He missed two extra points and missed a field goal. Yikes. Um, final score, 34-31. The Saints escaped with the win. A the winner they shouldn't have got. But uh, Drew Brees threw three touchdowns in this game. Hooked up with Michael Thomas for one. Uh, he had 10 catches for 101 yards in this game, man. Um, I, and uh, Jared Cook has been really good since he came back from injury, too, man. I got him in fantasy, and he... He's been uh pretty good since he came back. On the flip side, for the Panthers though, um, Christian McCaffrey another solid game. DJ Moore had a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, me and B Jones were talking about this, and I said this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that the Panthers need to invest into a goal line back. Um, you know, you've seen Kristen McCaffrey get stuffed, and they're you know, get stuffed on the goal line. It's just like he's not a big back at all. But at all. that's
0: what they were using Cam Newton at though.
1: True, true. Good point. Good, Very good point. They did use Cam Newton a lot on the goal line, man. Uh, you know, that 6'5 frame. Um, but, yeah, they need to invest in the goal line back because you know, it looks like they're going to move on from Cam. Um, but I think that's something they need to do in the draft or in the offseason. Uh, what's your takeaways?
0: You could say Joey Sly kicked away the Panthers' chances of making the playoffs. But it's just... I'm confused with Kyle Allen. Like, he has games against the 49ers. Granted, the 49ers are one of the better defenses in the league. But he had games against the Packers, when I'm like, he's not really that guy. But then he comes out against the Saints and throws for 256 with 256 and three touchdowns.
1: <laughs> Doesn't make sense at all. He might have a good game against the Redskins. Um, next game, we got the Eagles hosting the Seattle Seahawks. And this game was actually um, more interesting than I thought it was going to be, considering like- what happened when the Eagles um actives and inactives came out and um they had a bunch of names at wide receiver that you never heard of if you don't watch football at all. Um Greg Ward, um Jordan Matthews, um JJR R- R- Whiteside.
0: JJ um, R- arcega Whiteside was their number one receiver.
1: Which is wild, man. Um final score in this one was 17 to 9. The Eagles defense, they are trying to keep them in this game, man. Um Russell Wilson was sacked 6 times. Um they they tried to do something, man. I've been pleasantly disappointed with the Eagles. Uh, this was a team I picked to win the NFC East, but uh it, something's just not clicking. The receivers aren't clicking with Carson Wentz. Um I just don't understand. I really don't. I I don't I don't understand, man. I didn't expect them to win this game, but I just don't understand what's going on with them this season. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Though, I've been very pleased and impressed with them. They advanced to nine and two. Um, final score seventeen and nine. Yeah. So, uh, what are your takeaways from this game, Bengals Eagles and Seahawks? So, I don't know
0: if there's something wrong with Carson Wentz, but even most of his incompletions were just errant throws. And it wasn't even like they were dropping them. You don't even have Aguilar to blame in this game. The defense did all they could. It's just that the offense, something's wrong with their offense.
1: Yeah, something is just not clicking on that side of the ball. And that's been the story this season besides, like, a couple of games. The game against the Bills. um, The Packers game. I just don't know what's going on, man. I really don't. Um, Moving right along, though, the next game, we have the Redskins Beating the Detroit Lions, the Redskins advanced to two and nine. Um, I didn't see this one coming, but it's not shocking. It really isn't. Um, final score though, nineteen to sixteen. Um, Dwayne Haskins got another start. Um, he 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 was not good. Good. He he had a lot of throws that he missed. Um, some key uh, overthrows. Uh, overthrew Terry McLaurin inside the twenty for that would have been a touchdown. Um, but. When it mattered most, he came up big, man. He hit Terry McLaurin to set up the game-winning field goal by Dustin Hopkins. and uh, But the touchdown that was in this game was by Steven Sims, uh, who I like him. He's really speedy, man. He had a 91-yard kickoff return, he even muffed it, and then took it back yeah. to the ocean, as I say. But um, on the flip side for the Detroit Lions, Jeff Driscoll. Um, he looked like a journeyman quarterback, what he is, man. One touchdown, three interceptions. You let the Redskins force three turnovers on you, that's just not a good sign at all. Um, The only bright spot they really had was Bo Scarborough rushing for 98 yards. But it's kind of sad that... Jeff Driscoll turned the ball over this much, and the Lions were very much in this game. Uh, but final score, as I mentioned, 19-16. to 16. The Redskins get their first win in a long time. The uh, last time they won was against that, the Dolphins uh, by one point. But, hey, man, uh, Skins got a W, man. So, uh, I guess shout-out to the Skins, I guess.
0: What happened to the Lions? They were 2-0-1 at one point in the season.
1: Uh, well, i say Matthew Stafford.
0: But his injury wasn't until as of late. so True. There is Matt Patricia on the hot seat?
1: I think he is, but I don't think they'll let him go. Just because uh, Matthew Stafford is out, they will probably buy him, you know, at least till next season, middle of next season. So, yeah, they'll probably buy him some time. Uh, moving right along. Um, We had the Jets taking on the Raiders. Um, I completely whiffed on this game. Um, This game was never close. Final score in this one was 34-3. Sam Darnold had two touchdowns in this game. Hooked up with Robbie Anderson for one of them. Ryan Griffin, the tight end, who's been having a really underrated season for a tight end. He also caught a touchdown. Um, Like I said, this game was just never close at all, man. 34-3 was the final score. Uh, Yeah, man, what's your takeaways?
0: I thought this game was just going to be a shootout, but it turns out the Jets just completely dominated the the Raiders, and Sam Darnold is really inconsistent because he has these elite weeks, one against the Cowboys, here against the Raiders, but then there's other weeks like he had against the Jaguars and the Patriots. I mean, granted, the Patriots' defense is the best in the NFL, but I don't know with Sam Darnold. I don't know if he's a franchise guy.
1: I think I think uh, you know it remains to be seen, honestly, man. But uh, next game, we had the Titans and the Jaguars, a game that I that I didn't want to pick at all. Um, but the Titans did get this one done, man. They lost to the Jaguars early in the season on that Thursday night football game. I was very very upset because the Titans are a model of inconsistency, but as of late. They have been really good under Ryan Tannehill, man. Some very impressive wins. I think he's the answer for them. I don't think he's like, I don't know. I I never thought Ryan Tannehill was a bad QB, man. But it's looking like he's clicking a lot better with the Titans receivers than Marcus Mariota ever did, honestly. Um, Like I said, man, I'm just kind of shocked, man. Tennessee has been rolling as of late. Um, you know, ever since they beat the Chargers, then they had beat the Buccaneers. They lost to the Panthers, but they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> and then they just blew out the Jaguars, man. Uh, I really don't know what to make of this team, but uh, they got to ride this this hot hand because they still have a chance at potential playoff berth, and that's winning the division and also as a wild card spot, I think man. There's uh,
0: four, six, and five teams in the AFC right now all buying it, for that it, six wild card spot.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And the Browns are right behind them. Yeah, so, five and six. Wow, so it's wild, man. Uh, Derek Henry, though, in this game, he had two two rushing touchdowns. He had a huge, I think it was like an eighty something yard touchdown in this one. Um, AJ Brown had four catches for one hundred and thirty five yards. This game, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Jaguars, man. I did have them finish in the last place, but I just don't know about them. Uh, final score: forty two to twenty. Bink, What your takeaways?
0: I think, I don't know, you can't really turn back to Gardner Minshew now, but Nick Foles, I think you might have to give him another, well, you have to give him another year, you gave him a four-year deal, but you're going to have to give him another year to gel with these receivers, and you're going to have to, I don't know where you go in the first round if you're a Jaguars fan, but the Titans, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, granted, I haven't seen him in like two, three years play the game of football, but He's turned around. He's turned, looking like he's turned his career around. Just give him some decent receivers and Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Ryan Tannehill has been balling. Um, next game, a game I'm sure you do not want to discuss, but we're going to oh, discuss anyways. it Um We had the Patriots hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Final score in this one was 13-9. Uh, let me get my takeaways before I hop into the stats. Um, those tripping calls were not tripping calls whatsoever. Um, they, the NFL said after the fact that they shouldn't have been tripping calls. But um, I honestly don't even think this game should have been this close. Um, Tom Brady had his receivers drop seven passes. Edelman dropped a few. Um, I really don't think this game should have been that close. This close at least. 13-9. I feel like it should have been like 20-9 to nine maybe. But um, I don't know, man. Tom Brady did not look bad, man. He was questionable coming into this game, but he didn't look that bad to me. Uh, His pass protection looks a little bit better because Isaiah Wynn is back. Um, Tony Michelle had 20 carries for 85 yards. Um, Julian Edelman, my guy, my fantasy guy, eight catches, 93 yards. Nikhil Harry caught a touchdown pass. Uh, He's the 75th receiver that Tom Brady is connected with. Um, On the Cowboys' side of the ball, besides those tripping calls, I think they should have ran Ezekiel Elliott more. He had 21 carries. I think he should have had at least 30, uh, considering the weather. And, you know, we saw Dak having some issues with his glove. Um, I just thought Zeke should have ran the ball a little bit more in this game. Um, Amari Cooper, uh, there was a blanket in there, and there's an APV out for him because he was getting strapped up by Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. Uh, who's looking like the best corner in football, I still think it's Jalen Ramsey, but can make a really good argument for Stephon Gilmore. But our final score in this one was 13-9. Think. let me hear your thoughts.
0: And you know how I started the show by saying Deshaun Watson and another quarterback, I don't know how to get a good read on them. That other quarterback is Dak Prescott. Because there's weeks. Britain is the Lions defense, but you don't throw for 400 yards on a flu game. But maybe, maybe you have to take into consideration the weather because the other brand game he played in back in 2017 against the Giants on a Sunday night, he didn't play that good in either. So I don't know if it's just a rain thing because I feel like the Cowboys could have won this game. And I honestly think we should, if it wasn't for the tripping call on that last drive, that goes down the field and scores a touchdown against the best defense in the league. Is that Cowboy bias? No.
1: Yeah, um, it looks like they were going to put together a good drive. I, I kind of got nervous um, for the Patriots. But, yeah, man, they, I mean, Cowboys fans could say they, they, they shouldn't have won this game anyways. But they probably had this as an L we in their calendar.
0: Even, we shouldn't even have been in this game after the block punt and the interception.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, final score in this one was 13-9. Moving on to the Sunday nighter. And I don't really want to talk about it too much because it was an absolute game. blowout. Um, I watched it because uh, Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback in fantasy. Um, so I had and I was in a tight game. Uh, sorry to my guy the pause, my guy Anthony the pause. I, I Depaz, sat
0: Aaron but, um, Rodgers for Derek card this week.
1: I should have started Jameis, but um, I still won. But uh, let's talk about this man. Uh, the Packers get blown out, thirty-seven to eight. Um, this was a team that Aaron Rodgers grew up a fan of, man. Uh, he grew up a 49ers fan, Joe Montana, Steve Young fan. Um, but they blew this guy out. Um, I got a few takeaways from this game before I get into stats. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, to me, he gets too many passes. Um, if you guys know that the 49ers have this fierce front seven, you guys got to prepare for it. I know Brian Bulaga went out with a, a MCL sprain, but um, you guys have to prepare for a max protect something. It's just I feel like Aaron Rodgers is getting too many passes. Um, he's like a passive-aggressive guy, too. But I just feel like he should have been better. Like, this game was never close. At halftime, the score was 23 to nothing. Like, this game was seriously never close. And the touchdown that he did throw was like a forward touch pass to Devontae Adams. So he didn't really throw a touchdown, if you ask me. Um, This game got so bad that he didn't even finish the game. Um, their backup, um, Tim Boyle came in and finished the game. Um, final score though, like I said, 37 to 8. I got to give credit when credit is due to the 49ers who have been the buzzsaw of the NFC. In a minute, I'm going to hop into the buzzsaw in the AFC, but they have been absolutely impressive. George Kittle caught six passes for 129 yards. You're seeing that the 49ers' offense is much better with him on the field. Um, And they just look good, man. They controlled this game. They dominated this game from the jump, man, because uh, they sacked Aaron Rodgers, stripped them, and they scored immediately right after that, and the game just got ugly from there, man. Uh, I know you didn't watch it, so I don't know if you really have any takeaways.
0: I don't have any big takeaways, but what I can say is people can't stop calling the 49ers overrated. Even though I was one of the people calling them overrated, I can't really call them overrated anymore. Just because see they started off with some weak opponents, but now even though they play, even though they lost to Seattle, they play Seattle real tough. They being the Packers now, which seem to be the cream to the crop of the NFC. And I didn't really watch this game, so I don't have much to say. But I feel like the 49ers are for real.
1: For sure, man. I'm I'm in complete agreement. And then The final game of week 12, we had the Ravens taking on the Los Angeles Rams in L.A., man. This game was another game that was never close. Um, I'm disappointed that these two games, these Sunday nighter and the Monday nighter, were just never really close, man. Final score was 45 to 6. Lamar Jackson threw five touchdowns, the most ever in a quarterback's debut on Monday Night Football. Um, he just looked absolutely remarkable, man. Made some really good throws, man. That sidearm throw was really impressive. Um, the Ravens just controlled tempo. I just think for the Ravens, the key for them, not not just Lamar Jackson, but when Mark Ingram is going, how he was going in this game, they're hard to beat, man. They're unstoppable, man. Like they're literally unstoppable when he's running like that. Uh, he had 15 carries for 111 yards. Big 25-yard run where he ran over former Raven Eric Weddle. But uh, Ravens just really impressed me, man. This was also a Marcus Peters revenge game. He had an interception late in this game. Uh, This game was just ugly all around for the Rams. um, They got absolutely dominated. Uh, They got dominated in pretty much every major category in this game, man. Ravens had 285 yards to 22 rushing yards. It was oh my god. It was just it was just awful. But uh let me give credit to my guy Lamar Jackson. I don't want to take too much credit, but I gotta tell you guys that I've I've been on Lamar Jackson. Uh I was a big I, I thought he was the best quarterback coming out in that draft class with Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, uh Sam Darnold um josh allen i thought lamar jackson was the best man i really did and he's such a nice humble guy i'm not gonna say i thought that he would be you know this good but i gotta give credit to the ravens organization but lamar jackson I'm just glad that he's in this situation, man, because a team is finally catering to his strengths. A team is catering to his strengths, and a lot of quarterbacks, they don't even get this chance. They don't even get this opportunity, man. They try to change what you are instead of catering to your strengths, and the Ravens are doing exactly that. And you're seeing uh Forrest is just looking remarkable, man. So, Bink, what are your takeaways from the Ravens?
0: They have made an offense for Lamar Jackson to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar Jackson's the MVP right now. I mean, I've never seen a guy throw for under 200 yards, but still have five touchdown passes.
1: It was crazy.
0: <laughs> That's insane. And Lamar Jackson, he's just, he's just a great talent running the football, throwing the football. I want to be mad because he's wide receivers. Like, no, I'm playing. But um, <laughs> on the flip side, Jared Goff, since he's gotten this big deal, hasn't really been doing much. Him or Carson Wentz. And... Mm -hmm. It's just that, I don't know, because you can't make the excuse to say that Jared Goff doesn't have the weapons. Yes, Todd Gurley, we don't even know where he's at in his recovery process right now, but you still have Robert Woods, you still have Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Gerald Everett. You just have a lot of guys. Even even a hurt Todd Gurley sometimes is good, so... (laughs)
1: I yeah, I heard Todd Gurley is still better than some running backs.
0: They're calling Son McVay this boy genius, but now we're talking about the 49ers and the Ravens. What a difference a year can make.
1: Yeah. Um. Thanks for uh, pointing to the Rams and Jared Goff. Um. Jared Goff. Um. He's completely regressed. Um. Since getting that big contract. Um. I didn't. And I thought that was a lot of money for him, for a guy. I mean, I feel like he got that contract because he went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and won. Um, I literally think that's why he got the contract. Um, He's just... He's that guy that everything has to be going right for him. And I think he's a really good play-action QB. I think that's what it is. But um, he's not spectacular. He can't... He can't will you to to a victory. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the guy that needs everything going right. And if it's going wrong, you're going to see what you saw against the Ravens. And, yeah...
0: Just but, a complete
1: uh, massacre. Yeah, it w- it wasn't pretty at all. Um, let's move on to week thirteen, though, man. We got um tomorrow, man, for Thanksgiving, man. It's the three F's, you know, family, food, and football. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna have that all day long. Uh, and the first game we have is the Lions and the Bears, and uh, I'm gonna pick the Bears. I'm sure you agree with me. Uh, I heard the Lions named the starter, uh, but I never heard of this dude.
0: See, the worst part about it, I've never heard of him either, but I'm also picking the Bears. Honestly, if it was Jeff Driscoll starting, I might have been more tempted to pick the mm-hmm. Bears over the Bears. But since it's some guy we we've, we've haven't heard of, I'm going to pick the Bears to win this football game.
1: All right, for sure. Um, Next game. We got the Cowboys taking on the Bills. Um, I don't want to do this, but I I'm I'm think I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. Um, I like. I don't I don't think they'll lose twice in a matter of a few days. Um, and I just want to see. I think this game is gonna be good, low scoring. Um, but I think the Cowboys will win this game in a close one. So I'm gonna take Dallas.
0: I'm taking the Cowboys too. soccer, But here's one thing I'd like to point out. When the Bills have played competent football teams, they haven't proved to me much. Like they, they lost to the Browns, lost to the Eagles, lost to the Patriots. But they but their wins, they there haven't been quality wins, in my opinion. They've beaten the, I g- Giants, I agree. the Giants, the Bengals, the Dolphins twice. In both those Dolphins games, the Dolphins almost came back in both the games. And they beaten the Broncos that had Brandon. Whatever's left of Brandon Allen starting at quarterback.
1: Good points, man. Uh, our next game, the final game on Thursday, we got the Falcons hosting the Saints. I'm gonna take the Saints to uh, bounce back and get their revenge from what happened a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I think this game, I think this game may be close, but I'm gonna take the Saints.
0: I'm gonna take the Saints too. I don't, I don't see the Falcons replicating that performance, and I don't think they should replicate that performance. They have a lot going on in their organization right now. I don't know if, even with this little winning streak, if Dan Quinn's still the coach at the end of the year. I think he has to get fired.
1: Mm. That's another underrated point. All right, let's move on to the Sunday slate. We got the Titans taking on the Colts. Colts are at home in this one. Um, the Colts did win this game, win the first game of this series in week two uh, by two points. And this was with Marcus Mariota starting. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans to continue riding hot, though. I hate to do this, though. You guys know, if y'all listen, I hate to pick the Titans. I, I'm i balling up my, my notebook right now because I, I don't want to do this. But I want to take the Titans, man. I hate, I hate that I'm kind of falling into some Titans hype, but I'm going to take the Titans.
0: See, I don't want to take the Titans either because every time I take the Titans, they end up losing. This is tough, but I'm probably gonna also go with the Titans. Ryan Tannehill's been playing out of his mind, and the Titans—they have a sleeper defense. It's not that good, but it's not—it's not—it's not bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just taking the Titans to win this football game. I don't like it, but I'm gonna take them to win.
1: Yeah, I feel you. Uh, next game, we have the Bengals hosting the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets, man. I just don't know what's the identity of like the Bengals. And I think they're just going to tank. I- I'm pretty sure they don't want to go 0-16. But surprisingly, though, man, the Jets have been playing some good ball lately, man. Uh, they've put together a little winning streak, man. Winning, winning their last three. Beat the um, Giants, beat the uh, Redskins, and beat the Raiders. Blew out the Raiders. Um, they're on a quiet little three-game win streak. Um, I'm going to take the Jets.
0: I'm going to take the Jets, too. And I'm still laughing at the fact that last week Sam Darnold said this team is still in playoff contention.
1: I mean, mathematically, they are. They're 4-7. and seven.
0: Yeah, but they still got the Ravens and the Bills and the Steelers. They just got a tough road
1: ahead for them. All right, when I get to this game, I got a fun fact for you. And that is the next game. Uh, Panthers and Redskins. I don't know if you knew this. This is not going to happen. But the Redskins are mathematically alive to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this on the radio today. They need a boatload of things to happen. They need the Cowboys to lose out. And they need and the Redskins having to win out. And the Giants have to sweep the Eagles. Um, this is not gonna happen. I don't see any way that. I don't know which 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 one is. No 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 no. Obviously the Cowboys aren't gonna lose out. The, there's no way in the world the Redskins is gonna win out. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 a one percent chance of happening. I just thought that was a little funny. Uh, but uh, we got the Panthers taking on the Redskins. I'm gonna roll with Carolina.
0: See, this is the game Kyle Allen will just lay an egg in. It is yeah, a trap Carolina, game. I'm gonna take Carolina too. I mean, the Redskins did just force three turnovers. I don't think that's happening again in the near future. Um, they entered the chase for Young. Oh
1: no, they they've been in the chase for Young.
0: <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey have a big week. I got you on my team, my fantasy team.
1: Redskins did shut them down last year, but I don't think the same result will happen. I'm taking this Carolina. Is different. This
0: is definitely yeah. back
1: a yeah, this is a totally different cap, man. Um, next game we got the ooh Ravens and 49ers. I'm oh, surprised man. this game was not
0: flexed.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised too. But uh, the I, I feel like if the Sunday night matchup was bad, which is the Patriots and the Texans, they would have flexed it. Like if it was like the Jets and the I don't know Steelers, they probably would have flexed it. But um, anyways. Um, we got the Ravens hosting the 49ers, and I am stuck.
0: Top two teams in the NFL going head-to-head. Head.
1: Well, not record-wise. The Patriots only lost one game, but ooh.
0: You want me to tell you, you what I'm picking?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm taking the Ravens, and... Here's the thing: San Francisco has struggled with mobile quarterbacks this season. When you look at when you look at who they who played them really well, the Cardinals played them well twice. Seattle's played them well. I mean, besides that, they haven't played any mobile quarterbacks, and those are also division games. So I don't know how much we could put on that. But still, I just think Lamar Jackson. He's he's the MVP. He's Lamarvelous. He's Lamarkeable. Whatever words you want to say to him. And I feel like he's he might not put on that big of a show. I feel like this is going to be a real ugly game, and I feel like the Ravens can win ugly.
1: Mm, um, I think either one of these teams is built to win ugly because they both are run-first teams. Uh, but I'm still going to take the Ravens. It's tough for me to pick against them right now. Um, the last couple of times I did it, I lost, so I'm not doing that for a while. Um yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens as well, man. I think the 49ers will keep it close, though, man. Their front seven is dangerous. They'll probably get D4 back in this game. Um, but this is a West Coast team traveling east. This is a West Coast team traveling east. Um, and a 1 o'clock game at that. Um, I think that may play a role in it, but I'm going to take the Ravens, man. Um, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if 49ers won. Not at all. Um Next game, Jaguars and Buccaneers. Um, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay right now. I'll take Jacksonville
0: because I think Nick Foles, at some point, he's going to have to step up and actually make a play. And here's the thing the Buccaneers are second against the run just because nobody can nobody wants to run their own and everybody wants to throw it on them But I feel like Winter Fournette has to get going in order for them to win this game. And I feel like they can force Jameis Winston well I mean every team has been able to, but into making some mistakes and getting some giving some turnovers to them and giving Nick Foles a short field to work with. So I'm taking the Jaguars.
1: Okay. Good good points, man. I can see it too. Um next game. Oh, excuse me, guys. Um, next game, we got the Steelers taking on the Browns. Rematch, but um, Devlin Duck Hodges will be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to take the Browns, though, to win again, man. Um, we talked about this not too long ago, that they could possibly run the table and sneak into the playoffs and get that get one of those wild card spots. I'm taking the Browns.
0: I'm also taking the Browns. Um, I don't really see the Steelers – I don't want to say they don't have a chance in this game because they Oh, and also, also
1: James Conner and Juju uh, probably will miss this game.
0: Yeah, that's another reason I feel like they they're not gonna really have a chance. But their defense has wheeled them to some wins, but I just don't see it this time. I don't just don't see it this time around. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown an interception in a while, and I. Nah, he threw he,
1: one. Like he threw one last week. He
0: threw one last week. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I, I didn't even know that. Ooh. Well, I still don't think he has to – I don't think he has to play mistake-free football to win this football game. And I feel like Nick Chubb is going to have a big game.
1: Kareem Hunt as well. Um, next yes. game, we got the Giants hosting the Packers. I'm taking the Packers to bounce back from that ugly, disgusting Sunday night performance. I think they will bounce back, and they will light up the Giants. I'm taking Green Bay. I'm
0: taking – in Green Bay, too. Because every time I pick the Giants to upset a team, it doesn't work out. I picked them to upset the Bears. I picked them to upset the Vikings. But that was a long time ago when the Vikings weren't playing good. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, he has to get back on track. He's going to give his classic speech, relax. He's going to tell Matt Lafleur to relax, and he's going to win this football game.
1: All right. Um Next game, we got the Dolphins taking on the Eagles. Um, I like the Eagles to bounce back. They got to win somehow if they want to have any hopes of winning the NFC East. They're still right behind the Cowboys, but um, you got to win a game like this. This is absolutely must-win. The Eagles are in must-win mode. I'm taking Philadelphia.
0: I'm taking Philadelphia as well. See, there's ways Miami can win this game, but I don't think they're going to win this game. I don't think they – they don't want to win this game against the – the Eagles and the Eagles really need this game to keep on track with the Cowboys if they even want a chance to make the playoffs. Because I don't see them getting a wild card
1: spot. Yeah, they, it's, it's impossible. It literally is impossible, Um, considering what's going on with the wild card. Because the Vikings have only lost two games, they seem to have, a, you know, a, a master lock on one of those wild card spots, and then the um, Seahawks as well. So. Yeah, I mean, Sanford,
0: Sanford, those two teams are winning. Win.
1: Those two teams are making the wild. Those two teams are winning the wild card. It's, I, I don't see any way that it doesn't happen. Um, next game, got the Cardinals taking on the Rams. Should be interesting, Uh, but I'm also going to take the Rams to bounce back from an ugly performance on primetime. Uh, Kyler Murray will give them some trouble, though. Uh, I think you know Cliff Kingsbury is going to try to implement some similar things. Did it work for the Ravens? Uh, but I'm, I'm I think the Rams are going to bounce back, so I'm going to take the Rams. I
0: feel like this is a trap game.
1: I think I so wanna, too, man.
0: I want to take Arizona, but I can't. I'm just taking the Rams. I feel like Arizona is going to have a lot of hype for them next year and be a dark horse team yeah. next year. But I don't. I can't see them beating the Rams right now with the team they have.
1: Definitely. Um. Next game, Broncos-Chargers, AFC West showdown. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. I think Derwin James is going to play, but uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. They are coming off a bye as well. Give me the Chargers.
0: I'm going to take the Chargers too, but if – see. Here's the thing. If Joe Flacco was playing, I probably would pick the Broncos to win the game. But Joe Flacco is not playing. And the Chargers, they're coming off a bye. They're going to be well rested. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are both going to be there. And I'm going to take the Chargers to win this game.
1: For sure. Um, Two more games. The Sunday night cap. We have the Texans hosting the Patriots.
0: Deshaun Watson has played Tom Brady tough. Both of the meetings they had against each other.
1: Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um. Ah, uh, you go first. I kind of want to pick the Texans, but I don't know.
0: See, I pick the. I'm picking the Patriots, but there's two ways this game can go, in my opinion. I see this game either being a shootout or the Patriots kind of locking down the Texans and the Texans kind of trying to come back late in the game. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he is a magician. He, he has great talent, but I can't pick against the Patriots right now.
1: I won't pick against them till they play the Chiefs. Uh, give me the Patriots as well. Um, and then the Monday Nighter. Go ahead and talk about this game because uh, you you foreshadowed this a long time ago.
0: Yeah, on the schedule release show, y'all, y'all were kind. You and Zeke were kind of laughing about at me saying Minnesota and Seattle was gonna be a good game, but it actually is. It's shaping up to be a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle and Minnesota, thirty-two the wild card teams right now. I mean, if Seattle just loses one less game than the number one seed in the NFC, and then you got Minnesota, who, who Minnesota is not a bad football team. Kirk Cousins just he has to show me this week In prime time in Seattle, which last year that was just he was just played horrible last year, but I'm taking Seattle in this one feel like russell wilson is gonna do russell wilson things against this vikings defense and i just i don't see a way the vikings are gonna win this game
1: Mm, um yeah uh good points excellent points i don't remember if i laughed at you or not but uh i wouldn't be surprised if i did um (laughs) but uh yeah man we got the seahawks and the vikings um Game will be at CenturyLink in Seattle I'm going to have to take Seattle as well um, This is Kirk Cousins again on Primetime He did prove me wrong uh, He did play two Primetime games man already Against the Redskins and against the Dallas Cowboys He uh, he looked alright in uh, both of those games um, But I think this game Is going to be a little bit different And it's going to be a little bit louder In Seattle than it is In Dallas <laughs> So let me tell you that But uh I got I got Seattle, man. I got Seattle. I got to roll with them.
0: We picked a lot of games similar this
1: week. I think we picked every game similar except oh, for Bucks and Jaguars.
0: You you missed Oakland and Kansas City, did you?
1: I sure did. I skipped that one. I skipped right over it. Um, we got the Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, Chiefs are coming off a bye. My Chiefs uh, against the Raiders, who are coming off a horrible loss. Uh, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs, man.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chiefs too. Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes.
1: <laughs> Patrick LeVon Mahomes the <laughs> <Okay>. second. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Chiefs dog. Uh but before I wrap this thing up, I wanted to talk about something that's dear to me. And um today is the 12-year anniversary of the death of Sean Taylor. Um, To put this in perspective, Bink was only two years old when this happened, so he can't really attest too much. He can only attest to what he knows. Um, But I got to share this with you guys, man. Um, I remember uh, I was in seventh grade when I got the call the day he had been shot or the morning he had been shot. But I I found out in the afternoon when I got out of school and I, I called my dad and he we were talking I don't I don't know exactly what we we're talking about but he asked me he said you heard about Sean Taylor I'm like nah I, I mean I you know I just got out of school and he was like uh he was like he got shot I know, he got shot like really where was he at he was like he was at his home um because the Redskins said he could stay home because he was hurt and um I just remember like wow like in my head, my first thought was like, man, like, he might never play again. And my dad was like, he's fighting for his life. And then the next day, I just remember waking up and watching the news. And they said, you know, he had passed. And I was just, I was just shocked because back then he was my favorite player on the Redskins. And, um, yeah, and I went to that game after he passed against the Bills. Uh, we had some nosebleed seats but I just wanted to go for Sean Taylor and they uh gave out the 21 towels that I still have and um yeah it was just it was just sad man it was just tragic because um he was turning his life around he had a young daughter and um he just seemed to become a changed guy and you know a lot of people say he became a better person guys like Clinton Porter Santana Moss. Uh, you know, Joe Gibbs and et cetera, et cetera Said he was just becoming a better person And the maturation for him was really starting to occur And uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys, man And um, yeah, man, Sean Taylor, man, gone but never forgotten, man I always think about Sean, man Seeing all the videos, all the tributes, man It's, it's crazy, man This is crazy, it has been 12 years, man 12 years is really cool uh, Bink, you got anything you want to share? I know you want to. But... I don't
0: know much about Sean Taylor, but from what the highlights I've seen, all I can say is RFP e. to a legend.
1: For sure, man. You got a lot of players that emulate him. But, um, I'm a- breaking up like that. I'm man. But, um, yeah, man, I gotta wrap this thing up, man. I, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. Uh, this is your guy, man. This is your host, Mike Curry. And I uh, want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, man. Everybody be safe. Um, eat good. Uh, just enjoy this you know, time off with your family, man. Uh, it's one of my favorite holidays. So, uh, yeah, man. Enjoy, man. Enjoy football, family, and food, as I said earlier. And, uh, yeah, this is Mike Curry and Bink signing out. Episode number 108 is done. Peace.